Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five of, is it five? Okay. Hey, I'm losing count, which actually doesn't uh, mean much because I'm bad at math. But episode five of the Mind Hub podcast. And today we are going to talk about fad diets. But considering the current events, uh, we kind of wanted to address the elephant in the room before we move forward. Uh, and that is everything that is going on with the death of George Floyd and, uh, you know, just basically racism in America. And so we kind of just wanted to say a few things about that first and then move forward. Uh, D, yeah. would you like <laughs> to <laughs> say anything? We just want to say that we fully support Black Lives Matters. Uh, we support the protests. We support everything that's going on. Um, and we just wanted to um, put that out there so that people don't think otherwise. And it's a really important topic. Uh, and I think people should be talking about it. We don't, we're not the people to talk about it because we, you know, we're, we're not people of color. Um, well, Cody is kind of a person of color, but he can pass as white, so that's different. So we don't want to take up space um, for people of color to talk. So we just wanted to put it out there that we support Black Lives Matter. Exactly. And, you know, also one other thing that I would say to any other, you know, white folks that are kind of having uh, issues with it or responding in a certain way of, you know, when you hear someone saying Black Lives Matter and you have the initial response of being like, well, all lives matter. Uh, it's how I see it is or when you respond with like, what about this? So, you know, like or what about that? It's kind of in the sense of I don't know what it's like to be black in America. I do. I will never understand it because it's just not my experience. I want to understand it. I want to learn. But the only thing that I know is that I know what it feels like to be misunderstood or to feel like I'm, you know, I'm not being seen or people aren't listening to how I feel or my experience. And I know that when people listen to me, it, it it's helpful and it makes me feel better when I know people speak out to defend me, even if it's not perfect. I know I I see that and it definitely makes me feel more seen even if it's not perfect and as a person who often preaches that to not let perfection be the enemy of good uh, that is something that I am trying to approach this situation uh, like as well and speaking out even if it's making me nervous as fuck uh, but <laughs> bottom line is speak out when you can as much as you can you know against racism it's not cool like it's 2020 and to to be so divided over skin color is insane it's skin <laughs> um but on that note like black lives matter that is a fact if you are a person who enjoys facts that is a fact and if you have a problem saying with saying that, that's probably because you're you're having an emotional response to that. So that's something to look at deep down inside. So uh, enjoy that if this is you. And we're gonna move on <laughs> <laughs> to uh, the actual topic. But yes, Black Lives Matter. 
we support the movement. We support you. And uh, be kind, people. Just be kind. <laughs> <laughs> so fad diets. There are so many different kinds of fad diets. They go like they'll come back from years ago and they'll have a different name. And we just wanted to kind of talk about it because a lot of people think that these diets will work for them um, long term and, and or short term. Um, and we kind of want to put the um, the knife down into them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we would like to uh, kind of discuss. I mean, we can always discuss pros and cons of everything. Uh, but uh, yeah, what what particular fad diet should we start with? Uh, what's the most popular right now? <laughs> Keto. Keto, I think, is the most popular one I see. I see people saying carbs are bad. Um, that they're gonna gain weight if they have like a, a little bit of carbs or a whole bunch of carbs. And I just don't think people, some people are educated enough. Um, I do think keto, it works. Like people lose a whole bunch of weight on it. Mm -hmm. I just think that as soon as they come off of keto and they start eating carbs, if they don't like slowly reintroduce them, they're gonna blow up. Yeah. And the thing is, before you start any type of diet, you have to ask yourself, is this something that I can do forever for the rest of my life? And if the answer is no, it is not sustainable. If it's not sustainable, it's not going to work long term. So ugh. so let's say keto is something that you could stick to for your entire life. Please go for it then, by all means. Uh, but I wouldn't recommend it to the general population because carbs are something that most people are not willing to give up for the rest of their life. I don't know about you, but I could not do that. Uh, <laughs> there are some, some circumstances where it could be good for people with certain medical conditions, like diabetes, some other like metabolic uh, issues. But as far as weight loss, I would not find it to be the most effective. Well, I mean, like, long-term. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's it's good to maybe start with it and, and, like, be aware of what you're eating if you were never aware of what you were eating in the past. Mm -hmm. um, but then eventually maybe transitioning into another diet. Um, so what exactly is the keto diet? Well, basically, so when you don't have – when you don't eat carbs um, – your body basically turns, like creates ketones. And that's like what your body runs off. It, it comes from fat. So the idea is that you're burning fat versus burning carbs for energy. Um, but there really isn't a secret to it. The thing is that if you're in a calorie deficit, you are going to burn fat. So you do not have to just eliminate carbs the thing that might be more beneficial with the keto diet is that you do tend to you know be able to keep your blood sugars a little bit more steady which is why it might be more beneficial for people who are you know diabetic um so it's kind of like pros cons it's not the worst it's it's not gonna like put you in a more unhealthy mode of living it's just the fact that it's not sustainable long term 
And that's really my biggest issue with it because at the end of the day, it does promote whole foods. It does eliminate basically your chances of going out and eating processed foods because those are mostly carbs. Uh, so it kind of just restricts things and it's a it's basically a calorie controlled diet with without knowing um but i'm always someone who kind of presses against processed foods so there's like the benefit of that kind of being taken off the table i mean of course there is some companies starting to profit off it and make like keto snacks and stuff like that but uh yeah it still promotes like whole foods um like proteins and and vegetables uh so i can't argue with that aspect um but it's definitely very popular at the moment and there's a lot of different uh viewpoints around it or different ways to do it i can't say that i am the expert in the keto diet as a whole uh so it's i don't feel like i can go into the nitty-gritty scientific details as much as if I was like a dietitian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to ask you like if you, if you know the answer, is it bad for your body to have that much fat like every day? Cuz some people uh, are eating <clears throat> excuse me, upwards to like 150 grams and to me that's that's a lot. Yeah, actually no, I do not believe that having that much fat is actually going to be causing negative health effects. Uh, I think fat was demonized for a really, really long time. And we've come to find, you know, it. it's actually fat isn't the problem when it comes to um, weight gain and uh, health issues. The types of fats can matter, so obviously you want to stay away from trans fats, but those are mostly in processed foods. Um, it also depends on the individual. Some individuals are more sensitive to uh, how like saturated fats and stuff will affect their cholesterol. So if you're someone who is prone to high cholesterol, it can be something to keep your eye on, but not everybody will be affected in the same way. So it's very is just pay attention to how your body responds to things, pay attention to the types of fats that you are consuming. And, you know, overall, when it comes to health, actually, you know, like refined sugar is going to be more, it's going to affect you more negatively than fat that comes from things like avocados and, uh, you know, olive oil, certain things like that. You know, I know a lot of people who do keto also kind of evolve sometimes over to the carnivore side, which I don't know if you want to move there next, but uh, yeah, fat's not, it's not the most, it's not as bad. It's gotten a bad rap over the years, but we're finally kind of <laughs> moving out of that. Cause I don't know if you've noticed, we've gone from like the low fat craze um, and that people actually, obesity levels went up after we started promoting low fat diets. Um, so it's very interesting how we always tend to demonize something in the past. It was fat and now it's carbs. So you really have to pay attention to the trends and see anytime one individual nutrient is demonized, it's something to be aware of. It's something to look into and be like, why is this, you know, the, the trend of the nutrition world right now, what is the 
the research behind it, uh, what are the studies, what is the reasoning behind cutting this out of my diet, um, and look at how food companies are starting to profit off of it. Um, and when that starts happening, that's when that red flag should go off. Because <laughs> no food companies can, you know, start advertising lean protein and, and produce in any certain way. I mean, they could slap, you know, vegan on a, a bag of vegetables, but it's obvious, like no one's going <laughs> to try to sell vegetables because by slapping a vegan label on it. But sorry, that was random. No. Do you have <laughs> any clients that are on keto? Um, currently, have no. Have you had any? I have, yes. Um, I never put people on keto diets, but I have had clients come to me being like, I'm doing keto and I don't want to change that right now. Um, so I just do my best to work with that. I respect uh, people's wants and if they decide that they want to try something different, that's when I switch things around and kind of give them like, all right, now I'm going to give you what I think you should do. Um, but usually, you know, when people come on as keto, they're pretty adamant about staying on it because they do see weight loss. Uh, it does work. It does work fast because you do also lose a good amount of water weight at the same time. I mean, you're cutting carbs out. So um, there's when you eat carbs, you store, uh, you know, in your muscles, the glycogen. So when you get depleted of that, you're going to lose some water weight. But uh, I just try to navigate it, work around it, um, let them do their thing until, you know, they decide they're tired of, of <laughs> not eating carbs. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know that the next diet you wanted to talk about was the carnivore diet. Yes. That one. <laughs> it's funny because we always fucking come full circle because we did Atkins at some point, right? <laughs> I thought that was the same as keto, but I'm <laughs> a lot of people do put it in the same. It's very similar, um, but it's just got a new name and some new guidelines. Uh, but yeah, carnivore is <laughs> it's a it's a whole new. I don't know. I don't. I can't say I understand it one hundred percent. I do know. It's another diet that is restricting calories and restricting whole food groups as a way for weight loss and versus just counting calories or, you know, it's basically I feel like it caters to people who refuse to count calories or just do not mm. want to track, um, which I can understand. You know, they want something straightforward with black and white guidelines, which that is very prominent in both keto and in the carnivore diet, you know exactly what to eat and what not to eat. So that can, you know, depend on someone's personality. And if that works for someone long term, then I have like, go for it. But, you know, for a lot of people, we tend to get tired of eating the same thing. I mean, I can go pretty long with eating the same thing, but that's a whole new level. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I just don't see what the is the carnivore diet? You literally just eat meat, so. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like no vegetables. No, like just meat. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I believe in vegetables, so I would never. I mean, uh, there are like 
more. <laughs> there are some physicians, doctors, whatever, who push it for therapeutic reasons. Like if you have digestion issues and you have problems with your gut and you have a hard time with fiber, uh, there are people who have a hard time with fiber. But I feel like there's a bigger issue and going on the carnivore diet may relieve some of these issues you're having but the issue at hand that there's a reason you can't digest things besides meat. Uh, I don't know how to fix, like, I'm not a doctor. I couldn't tell you, like, how to fix your gut microbiome, your whatever, how you say that. But, like, um, I don't think it's the answer. <laughs> and one thing that I find hilarious is that, so this kind of goes back into, like, the paleo realm. We try to figure out, you know, what our ancestors at one point might have eaten you think you know before industrialized agriculture came into play what did we eat how did we eat that sort of thing uh, and the idea is that our bodies have not evolved to the point where we're at we're kind of our bodies are still in the mode of like not recognizing processed foods as food we're still our bodies still crave like actual food so it's kind of like we're having all these health issues because our bodies have not caught up to where we are in the modern world uh, the thing is, if you think about what we were probably doing before industrial, industrialized agriculture is we were probably on every single diet that exists at one point in our lives, because at some points, probably all we could find for food was like a fucking buffalo. So we kill it, we eat it, and then we search for whatever the next meal is going to be. Sometimes you might not be able to make a kill. You might not be able to hunt something down to eat that's meat. So you're going to be foraging for things, you know, vegetables, berries, twigs, shit. I don't know. You know, is that so, what paleo is like eating what your ancestors ate? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, that's very much so like the base of everything. Some of the things it's kind of weird. I don't, it doesn't make sense, but, uh, it just seems weird that we have all of these diets that people push to be like the cure-all, but it's like every single one of them tend to work short-term, tend to make people feel better short-term. Uh, but it's because that's kind of how we did live as humans. Sometimes we would only be able to find meat to eat. Sometimes we would only be able to find plants to eat. And we just had to deal with that. So it's like if we have if we are a vegan for x amount of time there might be a good amount of time we feel good and but then you know we might not start feeling so good because there's some vitamins we might be not getting so then you eat some meat then you feel better so it's just like all of these things at some point in time might make you feel good short term but to stick to one to think that uh, we only ate meat it doesn't make any sense or to think oh we only ate plants that doesn't make sense like we ate what we needed to to survive uh, so it's very interesting to me to think that at any point in time we only ate this or we only ate that <laughs> I'm like I'm pretty sure we just ate fucking anything we could eat <laughs> <laughs> and then that and then you were a vegan for a little while right I tried to be a vegetarian for a month um, and like, I was just eating all the processed fake meats. 
So it was like, <laughs> why am I going to be a vegan if I'm going to be eating all of this processed food when I could just be eating meat? Like, I understand if you're doing it because you don't want to hurt animals. That is awesome. Like, I could never do that. I love steak and I love burgers and, you know, I like beef. Um, but I just, like, for people who do it for a diet, I just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to veganism, yes, I was. Uh, so I was vegetarian, vegan, kind of off and on interchangeably for five years. Uh, this is the part of, you know, like, people don't know this part about me and they always try to tell me to like try to go vegan for 30 days like do the 30 day vegan challenge i'm like yo i did that like already (laughs) so we're out good um from a moral standpoint i have nothing wrong with veganism from a health standpoint that's where i have a problem so if someone is trying to promote veganism as you know a way to uh be empathetic towards animals and you know have it as a a lifestyle um that's fine but when someone is telling someone you know like meat's gonna give you cancer uh or meat's gonna give you diabetes or you know all these health issues that we struggle with currently in the modern world that's when i find issue because first of all like that's that there's nothing that backs up that a balanced omnivore diet is any less healthy than a vegan diet uh and from personal experience of being vegetarian vegan for years uh, i started to really hit a wall uh, health-wise i had digestive issues and they were just amplified because it was so it's really hard to uh, it's a lot to digest with protein wise uh to be able to get that on a vegan diet so it's like eating uh you know like a shit ton of beans and rice and or if you you eat tofu and tempeh or uh, there's a lot of gluten products basically and I wasn't like a junk food vegan either. I tried to do my best to still stick to like whole foods and stuff, but I just felt really lethargic and I could not put on muscle. So also my hair <laughs> started falling out. So that was kind of a red flag. Um, <laughs> so I decided to incorporate like chicken and fish into my diet and I started to feel better. And from then on, I just tried to make the best decisions when it came to an ethical standpoint of trying to choose meat sources that were the most ethical, uh, which is a whole other topic. I'm like, wow, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> I recommend watching a film called Food Inc. if you have not seen it. It is on Netflix. Uh it can be eye-opening. It's kind of an older movie, but it still applies, and it's it's a good watch. But uh, I'm rambling now. Save, <laughs> save me. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I really like what you're saying. Like, I couldn't – like, I commend people who do it um, for the animals. But other than that, like, I don't like to have supplements like protein powder often. Like, I'll have them maybe – 
maybe once or twice a week. Um, but people have them every day. And especially like I see a lot of like, there's this like vegan bodybuilder and I'm sure he has a lot of protein powder and it's just, I feel like you're going to be eating more processed foods than you were when you weren't vegan um, or vegetarian. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy how many different fad diets there are. For sure. And also when it comes to, when we talk about like global warming and, you know, a lot of the, uh, factory farming uh, adding to global warming and, and climate change. And I think, you know what, between even omnivores and vegans, we can all agree that factory farming is bad. Uh, no one is is denying that. Uh, what's Where the difference lies is that saying that everyone should be eating vegan as a solution uh, because as you know, as someone who's gone through the struggles of wishing to not eat meat, but then also having to take into account my own health, digestion issues, uh, lethargic feeling, uh, like, I know that after I started eating meat and feeling good again, I, I was just like, <laughs> it's bittersweet because you, you're glad to, to be feeling good. And you didn't realize, you know, after so many years of, of not feeling good, how not good you were actually feeling. And then you kind of have to make that decision for yourself where it comes to the point of not everyone can sustain themselves on a vegan diet. And you have to decide, do I put my own health underneath that of, um, you know, an animal that can potentially nurture me? And I'm not saying that animals don't matter. It's just you kind of have to approach it from a different sense of like thanking that animal for providing you with their life and to allow you to, you know, like basically sacrificing their life for your health. And it's sad. Like no one, no one wants to, to do, no, like I wish that wasn't a part of life, <laughs> um, but unfortunately it is. And I'm not an expert in any of all this. I'm sure, like, I can hear, I hear the vegans counter arguing absolutely everything I'm saying right now. And I'm trying to, like, not hear that. But my you can't please everyone. No, I'm just talking about my own experience. <laughs> and I'm trying to find that middle ground of saying there's a few things that we can agree on. One, factory farming is not good for anything. Uh, two, most most people can also agree that processed foods are shit for your health. Uh, but they so, taste so good. Oh, exactly. Anything that tastes so good is probably so not good. <laughs> but I mean, processed foods are literally made for you to want to keep eating them. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, so here we go. You want to know now. what? Do you want to know what isn't good for you? <laughs> Detox teas. Yes. Like oh I, God. like pyramid schemes, like Herbalife, mm -hmm. detox mm -hmm. teas, like all of that stuff that you see on Instagram, like do not spend your money. No, please don't. That shit pisses me off. Like there is nothing that pisses me off more than supplement companies making you think that they're going to answer 
all of your problems. <laughs> like I have a few people that I went to high school with that sell Herbalife and they're always messaging me. And I'm like, no, like I, like you're selling upscale protein powder that I can buy at the store for way less than what. Like I understand like the culture and the team team aspect of Herbalife and, and well, at least Herbalife, like the team aspect of being part of a team, but like don't waste your money. <laughs> like, it's not worth it. And then like the like the detox teas, like you're just gonna pee all of that out. Or like <laughs> like a lot of companies have fat burners or like um like the only product that I use supplement wise is protein powder and pre-workout. Like I don't use creatine, I don't use pump product, I don't use I, I don't um BCAAs, like I I don't use any of that stuff. Yeah. And I just I just feel like you don't really need it. For sure. And Definitely. Okay, so we can talk about things. Supplements, you literally do not need them at all. They are supplements for a reason in that you can supplement if you want to. They might give you a little bit of an edge. If you have that extra money and you want to edge, go for it. Um, supplements that I would say might be worth it if you have the means would be protein powder, creatine, uh, what else? Vitamin Z, pre-workout if you maybe, but you can also do coffee, you know, basically, <laughs> so caffeine, that's a supplement, we'll go with that. I would say it's a good investment because there there are actually studies behind caffeine, creatine, um, and then vitamin D, most people are low in vitamin D, so I would always just be like, yo, just, just supplement with it, doesn't hurt. Uh, let's see, that's about, that's about it, honestly. That's all I take. I take creatine, vitamin D, uh, and protein powder right now. And that that's all. So, yeah. <laughs> we went on a tangent, or I did, again. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I did. I was talking about teas and then... Oh, yeah, that's right. Because they're in the same realm, you know? Like, yeah, pretty much. You don't I need... think they are. Like, you don't... Like, people... And people also do, like, um, detox diets where they won't eat for, like, 48 to, like, 60 hours. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. We forgot... Or I forgot to mention intermittent fasting. That was one that we did. Oh! We didn't really think of for a second there. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're in it... But is that a fad diet? That's, like, just eat... Like, that's different, I feel like, because it's, like, when you eat. Like, yeah. no matter when you eat, if you eat 1,800 calories in a two-hour time span or you eat 1,800 calories throughout the day, it's not going to matter because you're still consuming the same amount of calories. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So I have nothing against intermittent fasting. I don't see it as, like, a fad. The only time I see it as a fad is when people think that it is actually superior for fat loss. It does nothing superior for fat loss. It's just a matter of controlling calories within a certain time frame. Uh the other con that I see towards intermittent fasting is it that can get you into uh, a binging cycle because if you're, you know, not eating for X amount of hours and then you basically get to go crazy whenever you, you have your time frame of open window to eat the calories that you need for a day. I can see that as being kind of a bad cycle to get yourself into, especially uh, um, have a history of binge eating. It might not be the best idea or if you have a history of eating disorders in general because restricting yourself uh, for 
for long periods of time can lead to potentially just going longer and longer and longer restriction periods and kind of not taking in the the whole purpose of intermittent fasting versus uh, using it to feed a disorder <laughs> of some sort. Uh, but it is not superior for fat loss. It is a tool, basically. I I tried intermediate fasting and because I worked out so early in the morning, I it didn't work because like I have to have some sort of carb when I work out before like I go to work, whether it's a banana or it's an apple or it's something. I need some sort of like carb before I work out or I'll get really lightheaded and things like that. So if I were to eat from six to like I think it would be like six to like two or one. I can't do math either. <laughs> like that I don't eat for the rest of the day and I go to bed pretty late. So like it just, it, it works. It does work for some people um, and it helps them get on a schedule. Uh, and, I, and I do think it is right for some people, just for other people. Like I, I just don't want people to push things on people. Like yeah. do your research, like Google things, like look things up, look up YouTube videos of like, dietitians and doctors and, and podcasts and things like that to learn if it will actually be right for you talk to your doctor yeah. um you know yeah i mean on that note too like there is probably some benefit to experimenting with diets if you're uncertain because you can only you can only search through so much information you can find conflicting evidence for absolutely everything so sometimes the only way for you to know is to try it. I have tried, you know, a few select different diets and I've fallen into something that I found is best for me. And if you kind of have an open mind to adjusting as needed, I don't see a huge amount of harm in just giving something a try because there's always something that you can usually take away from it. Uh I did paleo for a good amount of time. Most of the way I eat is still kind of paleo based. I just, you know, they kind of no no on rice and uh, corn and peanuts and stuff like that. Well, legumes. So even though I've experimented with that, I haven't stayed rigid in that sense. But I feel like a lot of people can f experiment, find healthy ways of eating and adjusting for themselves and know what works and know what doesn't uh, rather than just kind of taking someone else's uh, opinion or, you know, depending on what article you read, you could get two conflicting uh, opinions and it's it can drive you insane. So if you That's really want to know, give it a try. But I would say be open to changing or stopping that diet if it is not serving you if you get too religious about your diet you can actually harm yourself pay attention to how your body feels uh if you feel like shit that's a red flag <laughs> <laughs> yeah no like i think i think it was really important topic for us to touch on because like i know when, when i was starting my weight loss journey like i didn't know where to start uh, I didn't know what I should do. I didn't know anything. So I, I did experiment a little bit. And then macros kind of seemed to work best for me. And that won't work best for everyone. And that's okay. If keto works for you, awesome. We're not telling you not like, we're not telling you that you shouldn't try these things. Well, besides detox teas, those you should not buy at all. Yeah, those can, 
Those can fuck off. <laughs> Other than that, you can try things. Um, just don't waste your money on supplements unless you, like, they're the ones Cody mentioned and you want to supplement them. Um, but I just think it's important for people to be aware. For sure. Of their yeah. bodies and, and to be aware of what they're doing and what they're putting in them. And that's kind of why we wanted to make this episode. Exactly. And besides, you know, staying away from detox teas, I would say stay away from any like insanely restrictive thing like cabbage soup diet uh like uh, what other there's like the cayenne and lemon water diet or some i don't know something like that uh but it also has the word detox attached to it i believe so uh don't go for that and i feel <laughs> that most people if you have a tendency to try to look for you know the quick fix or if you fall for a supplement that set, like guarantees you fat loss uh you know fat burners or they're going to speed up boost your metabolism you have to kind of check yourself and be aware that you might be not coming from a place of self-love because those companies literally make make money off of people's insecurities and that's why they piss me off uh mm -hmm. it, it's the worst i i hate that industry so much um because anyone selling you a supplement is basically telling you you can't do this alone and that's not even remotely true and it's why people who are only selling you uh, like trainers or coaches for example they might be selling you themselves or their plans but what they're also giving to you is empowerment and showing you that you are capable so there's a difference between someone feeding off of your insecurities versus trying to show you that you are capable because it'll actually yeah. work versus you know a supplement that's not going to do shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that was a good way to end the podcast, Mike. There. <laughs> Sorry, I did a lot of uh, high horse talking today. Um, no, that's. I've had entirely too much caffeine, so. And it's what eight, eight, nine a.m. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's nine a.m. Oh. there. So we just want to thank everyone who's been um, listening to the podcast every week. And it, if you guys left reviews for us on Apple Podcasts, because we're on Apple Podcasts now, you can listen to us wherever podcasts are. Obviously, if you're listening to us, you know that. Um, but if you guys could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Cast or you know some stars if you like us or if you don't, whatever. <laughs> um, and if stars. you guys have any... <laughs> If you guys have any topics you want us to cover, um, we do have an Instagram. It's at Mindhub Podcast. So just let us yes. know. Yes. Thanks all for listening.